everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where the Cubs won the World Series last night in crazy, dramatic fashion, proving what I have said a thousand times. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Anything is possible. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and completely unable to hear herself in her own cans, but that's not your problem. That's mine. I'm coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network. On this beautiful Thursday, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because it's not so beautiful. But that's all right because it's going to be 70 degrees today, Avrami. Boker Tov to Avrami. Boker Tov. How are you, sir? Thank God I'm doing uh, very well. Good to see everybody again this week. Yes. No, it's lovely. And thank you for joining us. Your commute in was fine? Yes, everything was well. No complaints. Wow, no complaints. And uh, I heard you voted already. That's right. Well, yes. My dad, as my dad says, vote early and often, Avrami. Vote right, early right. and often. Just wanted to get it out of the way, can move on, etc. And uh, free up your day on Tuesday. Even though I voted, this morning's forum that Nahum conducted was uh, still fascinating and uh, a good listen. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're going to talk about that in a second. Good listen is right. Ooh, it was exciting. A uh, quick mazel tov to my brother and sister-in-law, Renone and Shari Man. They're celebrating the bar mitzvah of their son Joseph this Shabbat. Parshas Noah, looking forward to a beautiful Shabbos Mazel Tov to everyone. And a shout out to Renee Muller, whose unbelievably gorgeous cookbook I'm actually holding in my hand at this moment. It's called Our Table. She's been on with Naomi on Table for Two before. It's a new release from Art Scroll Masora. And if you're a foodie, it's phenomenal. If you just appreciate beautiful photography, you have to check this out. Or if you just want to be a foodie, you want, you're aspiring to be a foodie, you're a foodie wannabe. Avram, is that you? I like to eat, but I don't know that I'm cre- as out. creative or check this out. whatever. Here. As I'm going to pass it to you. Be. I'm going to pass it. your fingers clean. I'm just kidding. Here. It does look beautiful, though. It's gorgeous. It's actually gorgeous. Anyway, you need to get a copy of this book. If you fill any of those criteria, you're in those categories. You need to get a copy of this book. It is literally like a food fairy tale. It's like one of those books that I read at night. Yes, I read cookbooks and cooking magazines at night, not because it helps me go to sleep just because it totally chills me out. And this is one of those books. It's a food fairy tale. And there's even a quote by A.A. Milne at the end of the book. So if you loved Winnie the Pooh and you loved those books, you'll understand all that I'm saying here. I um, I thank Renee very, very much for my gift. I can't wait to have her on the air. And again, the publication is called um, Our Table. Thank you. I see it. It's called Our Table from Art Scroll Masora. Check it out. Get your copy as quickly as possible. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. And as Avrami just mentioned, if you missed Nachum's debate forum this morning, I can you hear me smiling as I talk about this? It was phenomenal radio. It was phenomenal radio. But um, let me just tell you about it. Councilman David Greenfield represented the Democratic Party and political strategist Jeff Balaban represented the Republicans. If you did not hear this morning's forum, you missed a really good time. But thanks to Avrami, the archive is already up. Shout out to Avrami, major props. And the link is available. We will also be posting it and retweeting it through the day. I am sure that this uh, link is going to get picked up. Many, many, many different sources are going to be interested in this forum this morning. It was quite exciting. The funny thing, Avrami, I, I know you know this, but the funny thing about this whole forum is that we had already planned two election events in the community that we were going to invite members of the community to be a part of. Uh, one was supposed to be in the five towns, and the other one was supposed to be in Bergen County. However, because of the insanity of this political climate, we canceled the public events. There is a uh, There's a specific 
how should we say, a tabloid nature to this political cycle, this political climate. And we were not comfortable bringing that um, avira, shall we say, that kind of uh, feeling into a shul. We also did not believe we could conduct a debate that would be worthy of this network or appropriate for a synagogue because of stuff that's come out in the last number of weeks about both political, about both sides. So we decided to can it, and we instead decided to have the forum on the air, on JM and the AM, where it is most appropriate, in a, I I would say, as containable a situation or environment as possible, and moderated by the great Nahum Siegel. And if Nahum if, Nahum, if anybody can do it, Nahum can do it. Well, this morning was certainly exciting, and while there were rules of the of the of the forum that were certainly hashed out and agreed to beforehand, clearly everyone is, shall we say, excited and uh, passionate about their political party. And I personally thank both Councilman Greenfield and Mr. Balban for joining Nahum on the air this morning. And I applaud them both for being passionate. It is a very challenging political situation. And what's disheartening, which is what's been mentioned by many people, including those two gentlemen, is how people are resigning themselves not to vote. That is a huge mistake. As Councilman Greenfield said this morning, which was probably my favorite quote of the entire morning. I don't care who you vote for. If you vote for Mickey Mouse, vote for Mickey Mouse. It doesn't matter. And he's right. It doesn't matter to me personally who you vote for. I'm sure it doesn't matter to you who I vote for. What matters is that you vote. There are a number of very, very serious races that are still going on in the New York, New Jersey area, and I'm sure in your local community as well. I know in my community, the five towns race um, is extremely serious for a position um, in the state legislature. And I, I I beg everyone, I beg everyone not to stay home. There are those who have been very um, outspoken about the fact that they do not want to vote in the presidential race. Okay, that's your choice. But don't sit home altogether. Make sure to come out and vote for those Uh, in those races where you still feel that your voice should be heard and needs to be heard. So please get out and vote on Tuesday. Do not stay home. Whatever you do, do not stay home. National holiday today, folks. It's National Sandwich Day. And here we are celebrating the way New Yorkers celebrate. Yep, bagels and cream cheese. Avrami, you had yours? You had yours. And Yoni, Yoni, because, well, he's a token New Yorker. He's having the bagel, but he's having it with butter. I'm not sure that that counts. On the other hand, I'm eating rice cakes, so I'm not sure I count altogether. Does it count, Avrami? Uh, does, but do you, but is that a sandwich? It's the well, it's peanut butter. Oh, okay. I know, but is that? I mean, I'm, I'm Nahum's not here, and I did invite Nahum. Uh, all right, settle down. I did invite Nahum to join me on the air this morning, um, though I can only imagine his response to, so is my rice cake sandwich an actual sandwich discussion. So uh, let's just say, for that reason alone, I'm actually happy he's not here. Anyway, you're listening to That's Live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. My guest this morning is Dr. Ari Kornblit. He's a handwriting expert, and he, and, um, he has written a phenomenal article called Making the Right choice for president w-r-i-t-e as he has analyzed the handwriting of both political candidates good morning dr cornblatt good morning to you thank you so much for joining me my pleasure so let's start with what might be a basic question but one that that needs to be answered just to set the the stage what is a handwriting expert 
uh, a graphologist or handwriting expert is essentially someone that uh, uses the science of uh, handwriting analysis to uh, gather uh, insight into the uh, the writer. It is uh, an absolute science, and it tells you everything about the uh, the writer. And are there are there personality traits that come out in handwriting that you don't necessarily know about the person when you first meet them? Sure. It's essentially the brain that's doing the writing, not the hand. So your personality is uh, being uh, transmuted uh, into writing. So is this like, um, I'm, I'm just, just to use some kind of basis, is this almost like a lie detector test? Like you can't hide your, your actual feelings or, or personality traits from someone once you're writing it down? It's just, it's coming out whether you like it or not? Uh, precisely. Interesting. Very interesting. So while we are, I, I, while I um, handed you, I submitted to you a handwriting si- sample of myself, and we're going to keep that for the end of the show. Man, am I nervous now. <laughs> I can only imagine what our listeners are about to learn about me that they don't already know. Do you have a favorite uh, handwriting to analyze? Uh, well, my favorite is whatever is current, and the most current ones are uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And are there, there are aspects of their personalities? And we seem to know a lot about their personalities at this point, probably a little bit too much. But are there aspects of their personalities that you see in their handwriting that would be either shocking mm-hmm. or unnoticeable from th- what we know about them, from their debates, from their body language? Positively. Wow. All right. So I don't know who to start with. Who would you prefer to start with? Uh, either one. I'll All right. start with so, uh, Donald Trump. Okay, let's go with Donald. Well, okay, I'm going to write, I'm going to read uh, basically what I wrote, and I'll do it very quickly. Uh, he's a competitor. Every interaction is essentially pitting him against an adversary. He views himself as a veritable gladiator and a natural survivor with a fighting instinct. In other words, every single interaction to him is really competition, whether it's a business interaction, whether it's a political interaction, he sees himself purely as uh, trying to best the other person. Is that something, okay, so is that something that would bode well for a, for a, a, a commander-in-chief? Absolutely. Uh, it, regardless of how he seems to appear, which is rather clownish, the point still is he's an absolutely brilliant man. And uh, whatever moves he does are calculated. Uh, he is by nature independent, doesn't listen to anyone else. Uh, but then again, Hillary Clinton is the same way, too. May not appear that way, but what, uh, she's more diplomatic in that approach. What parts of his handwriting clue you into that part of his personality? Well, number one is extremely upright. When someone writes in an upright fashion, that's an individual that you will never be able to change. That's a person that's extremely determined, has unbelievable willpower, and uh, will not uh, be flexible. Will not be flexible. Nope. See, I wonder if in this case, as commander-in-chief, that, that kind of, some kind of flexibility is necessary. But I also guess that as part of his business acumen, he understands when you got to hold them and when you got to fold them, so to speak. Absolutely. So, so the Donald would make a good commander-in-chief from those aspects. 
Well, the primary aspect that would make him a, a uh, more favorable commander-in-chief is that he takes responsibility. He uh, essentially uh, wants to safeguard his family. He feels this tremendous feeling of, uh, you know, paternity, responsibility for himself, as he does for the people around him. Are there are there handwriting samples that he has done in in various, let's say, situations, climates, um, levels of fatigue that you've been able to look at different, uh, you know, different samples that have been conducted under different situations and still see those common threads? Or once there's a thread, once you see that personality in one in one example, it's just the same no matter what. Uh, invariably, his handwriting is the same as his signature. What does his signature show? The same thing. There's a tremendous, uh, how should we say, it shows a brand. Uh, as I wrote in the article, his signature is at times not as clear as his handwriting. His handwriting is perfectly clear. So what he's essentially saying, he wants people to understand his message, not necessarily analyze him. And his and the signature, I mean, I, I would assume that the signature is not as clear, and that would probably be for 99% of the samples that you look at, because we just, we write our signature so often that just getting it out is, is the entire battle. Correct. But nonetheless, there are parts of a signature that are illegible. There are parts of his signature or right. signatures yeah, in general. His handwriting is ah. perfectly legible. Got it. Okay. Also, in, I mean, you may tell me this is completely irrelevant, but does the actual writing medium make a difference? Like if I sent you a sample or Donald Trump sent you a sample that was written with a quill versus with a Bic pen, would it matter? Oh, yeah. People also choose certain writing uh, uh, implements. They may choose a, uh, a thick writing instrument uh, and... That's their choice. They want to appear uh, prominent, thick, and so on. And there are people that uh, write lightly and use light writing instruments. That also reflects their personality. What else can we see from Donald's personality in his handwriting? Uh, I'll read. He's primarily organized, detail-oriented, and a litigious forward planner. He's a clear thinker with everything in place in his head. He takes pride in claiming to being ruled and guided by head, not heart. He does not think everything through, and in a crisis can be dependent on others. He has a natural instinct to lead, take responsibility seriously, and would fearlessly protect loved ones in face of danger. Wow. So there's a loyalty, or there's that the um, almost something that I would call, you know, the mother bear instinct. To, mm-hmm. to protect the Cubs. Like, you see that in him from his handwriting. Absolutely. It's funny because I don't know that I would read him that way as a person. To me, he would be, you know, you're good, you're good for me until you're not good for me anymore. And But I guess what you're saying is in terms of his family, that's not the case. Right. Look, it took a long time for him to uh, replace his uh, campaign director. Right. You should have done it immediately, but he didn't. There's a certain loyalty. Is, is there is there insight into him and his campaign and his personality that you wish you could have given him earlier in the campaign to help steer him? Positively, I would have uh, advised him on how he should appear in public and uh, to have a more scripted message, which is, I'm sure, everyone's uh, 
advice to him. Right. I, I was about to say you'd probably be in great company. But I also imagine that based upon what you're saying about his personality in general, that he probably wouldn't have listened. Like, even if you would have given him that message and said, Mr. Trump, based upon your handwriting, I know that you are confident, you're a leader, you go with your gut, you are... Um, you know, steadfast in your beliefs, you you are decisive, etc. You need to still do X. Would do you think, based upon what you know about him and what you can see about him, that he would have listened? Well, he's bright enough to know when he's being offered good advice, ah. whether it comes from his son-in-law or anyone else. That also takes a measure of uh, being brilliant. How does his handwriting, and I'm not talking about Hillary yet, we'll talk about her in a second, but how does his handwriting in terms of other leaders' handwritings that you have analyzed, whether it's political leaders, world leaders, whatever it is, how does it stand up? It certainly stands up as someone that uh, is a natural leader and almost will claw himself to the top in a leadership position. Who else is in that category? Uh, most politicians, very frankly. So if you, if, and you might have done this already, and I, and I would be very interested in hearing that, if you looked at, at Putin's handwriting, you would be able to put them in the same category? Yes, in many ways. Wow. Can you, but Putin is, is far more, uh, how should we say, deceptive. Ah. He knows how to appear. Uh, here's a man that worked in the Secret Service that uh, headed the KGB. Right. Right. So that all you can see as well from from somebody's handwriting. Sure. And he's a far greater diplomat. Well, yes. Well, we 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 hope that should Mr. Trump make it into the White House, that that uh, that part of his personality, et cetera, smooths out so that he well represents. But that would be true of anybody that we hope get in the White House. And I guess that brings us over to Hillary. So let's talk about Mrs. Clinton for a second. Okay. Um. Hillary Clinton essentially lives life on center stage with every expression carefully calculated for maximum positive impact. No gesture is spontaneous, but all is carefully crafted to present a paragon of a presidential candidate. This invariably makes her appear rather robotic, a puppet on the string, not spontaneous. But she is extremely bright with a brilliant instinct and uses her keen mind to advantage and is constantly thinking in a creative and innovative way, actively using her mental talents. Judgment and logic rule. So what we see, if I'm understanding this correctly, is that they're actually very similar personality-wise. Yes. Is that comforting? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. But I guess if we're looking at two people who one of them is going to be the next president of this country, the fact that they share those similar characteristics, those similar personality traits, there is some kind of a comfort, especially in the fact that this has been a dismal political season. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can have confidence in the fact that either one of them, from their personality point of view, from what you see in their handwriting, they're going to do an effective job. Yes. The only thing that she is missing, uh, which I've noted, is the fact that she has no natural maternal feelings, as you said, that mother protecting the baby mm. cub. She does not have that. That is fascinating. How do you see that from her handwriting? Uh, one of the simplest ways you notice that is that uh, uh, in Trump's signature, he arches back almost in a protective nature over part of his writing, uh, hers is not maternal. There, there are no, there's no softness in her writing. There are no uh, ovals, which is an indication of uh, maternity. 
uh, maternal instinct. She lacks that. So she doesn't have that, uh, how should we say, uh, natural instinct to protect. I'm telling you, I'm looking at my own handwriting right now on notes I have in front of my paper, in front of my desk, seeing if I have any ovals. No, Avrami, sit down. Do not look at my handwriting. Go sit down. Your list is very maternal. It, it. Oh, good. Okay, good. I'm hoping my kids are listening. Hold on one second. We're not. We're. I. I'm a little bit relieved. I got to be honest. Um, you got to know what the subconscious is really coming out with. But hold on one second. You're listening to that's life here at the Nachum Seal Network. Dr. Ari Kornblad, handwriting expert. Um, who has analyzed the handwriting of both political candidates, joins us on the air today. He has also analyzed my handwriting. I am not a political candidate, but um, I'm up for good fun and, well, let's say analysis in front of thousands of listeners. That's fine. Um, let me ask you something else about about Hillary. There's, um, I hear the robotic and I hear those personality, and we, obviously we see it, we've seen it, both on her, you know, in her political appearances and at the debates, etc., there is that almost like a disjointed manner in which she conducts herself based upon what you would expect to happen and the formulaic manner in which she conducts herself. So I, I completely hear that. And I'm sort of wondering, with both candidates, is there a chicken and egg factor here? Meaning, we know all this stuff about these candidates. So are what we are what we is what we are hearing now because we know these things, we can prove it backwards? Or you, if you had never met either one of these people before and never seen them publicly, never heard them speak, you would still be able to look at their handwriting and say, no, this is exactly what they're like. Uh, what I've written is, is only based on their handwriting. It has nothing to do with their public appearance and public comments. So, but I'm saying like, we could take, you know, you could take Avrami, who's sitting right here. He's a nice guy. We could take Avrami and send you his handwriting sample. You and I have spoken on the air. You and I have interacted. So I can, and you would be able to discern all of this, no matter what, from, about him and his personality, just from what he's written. Yes. So all, what we're looking at now in terms of understanding their personalities is just the real deal. Again, it goes back to that um that um that um god what's the machine called again the help me out here lie detector thank you the lie detector wow thank you the lie detector back to the lie detector you can't make this stuff up so when we're talking about hillary and we're talking about trump and we're talking about their innate personalities they would never be able to hide any of this never it's fascinating it's really fascinating. The brain takes over, right? The brain takes the brain that writes. Look, if we uh, put a twig between our toes and write in, on beach sand, we'd be writing exactly the same way. It's absolutely incredible. Is it is it harder these days? Because I, I, I mean, this is what I wrote about in my writing sample for you. Is that how hard it is for me to write anymore? Because all I do is type. So, is it harder? to get like clear writing samples from people these days because we're so used to typing? Sure. Look, uh, people uh, hire me to analyze uh, a handwriting before, let's say, a shidduch, or before they, you know, they hire someone. So sometimes they have to be deceptive almost in gaining uh, a signature or writing uh, uh, to analyze for shidduch purposes. For you know, personnel selection, that's different. You could already have someone fill out a form. I... I am not surprised about about the uh, 
the personnel hiring in terms of analyzing somebody's signature, but I'm certainly surprised about the Shidduch angle. But let's uh, let's put that aside. Let's talk about, I'm going to take a deep breath. Let's talk about my handwriting sample. I sent you both a full page handwriting sample. Everyone should know on a clean white piece of paper. It was unlined as per instruction. Um, I do not have it here, Avrami. Go sit back down. And um, I also sent on a clean piece of paper a copy of my signature. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell me, Doc, tell me what you know. Well, uh, your signature is very interesting. It's not only uh, larger than the uh, writing, which is an indication that uh, there's a part of you that likes to appear. Uh, you know, you're by nature a public person. Uh, but I've written is that you have uh, your, uh, let's say, an intuitive thinker. Uh, you can size up a situation very quickly and grasp facts uh, instantly. Uh, there is a tremendous concern for the future. Uh, not not clear what uh, what contributed to that, but uh, there is. But nevertheless, your handwriting is very optimistic. Um, you cause re- strong reactions in others just by your being there. It's, it's an instinctive thing that people respond to. You have a directness of approach. Uh, there's no formality to you. You prefer that. Um, let's see. You're constantly thinking in a very creative and innovative fashion. You uh, actively use your mental talents. Um, you start off uh, with tremendous enthusiasm towards a project. Then you lose interest, but then you muster energy to finish. <laughs> okay, this is my whole life right now going on in my show. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, but still, you have a very buoyant spirit, as I said, optimistic by detail. You are not uh, detail-oriented. <laughs> uh, you can be easily influenced, and you can be quite gullible. Uh, you are, by nature, someone who avoids confrontation. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's wow. a regular house. Wow. And the going back to the maternal bit, just so I can clue my kids in where they should listen to the interview. From my handwriting, because I, 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 I make no bones about the fact that my greatest pride and accomplishment in my entire life are my six kids, thank God, and I am very blessed. So just going back to that, you can see from my handwriting that I have a maternal nature to me? Absolutely. Uh, I would have hired you immediately as a preschool or lower school teacher. Thank you. Well, I guess that speaks to the fact that I taught middle school for so many years. There you go. Well, I used to be a school principal, so... Uh, ah. Your handwriting, uh, as I said, is very, very maternal and very uh, kindly disposed to, you know, students. Wow. Thank you very much. I First of all, your analysis of me is really spot on. I think that the people who work with me would wonder whether or not I really avoid confrontation, as Avrami was not on par with that, and I <laughs> I hear that. But I, I think your analysis of me in general, o- overall, was so spot on. It's almost... Um, it's not only is it almost incredible, but it's incredibly revealing just how just how my brain clearly takes over when I'm writing and my entire personality is out there on this paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really quite amazing. Dr. Ari Kornblit, 
He has joined us today. Again, the article is called Making the Right Choice for President. Dr. Kornblatt, with your permission, we'll be uh, posting that article as well. And um, I'm sure our listeners will enjoy reading it. My thanks to you very much for not My only not, not only uh, joining me today, but also for an- taking the time to analyze my signature. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Uh, Tov and happy voting. Thank you to you, too. Thank you so much. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am totally stunned. Um, I have a... I have a feeling the live lunch today is going to be quite interesting as Nahum's been listening, I'm sure, to That's Life and has heard Dr. Kornblitz's analysis of my personality simply from my my handwriting. We're going to have to talk about that in earnest in about, let's say, five to ten minutes at the start of the hour. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and what not to miss. A full afternoon of programming starts right after That's Life. The live lunch is hosted by Nahum Siegel. We'll be joining you at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And as always, the afternoon continues after 1 o'clock. It is a full afternoon of programming. Make today the day that you tune in all day long. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM from 6 to 9 in the morning Eastern Time. Do not miss JM in the AM, especially at 7.40 a.m. for the weekly update with Malcolm Holmline. Plenty to discuss, as always. And at the conclusion of JM in the AM, don't forget, it's a brand new edition of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. Menachem Lubinsky of Kosher Fest joins the program, as well as Esti Berkowitz. She's the organizer of the Kosher Feast. It is a social media dinner for foodies. I'm pretty sure that it actually happens the night before um, Kosher Fest, but I could be mistaken, but I don't think I am. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbat. Matis hosts JM Sunday, as he has been seamlessly. It will be... It's on from 7 to 9 Eastern Time in the morning. Do not miss a moment. We leave you today with Omek Hadover's David Melech. I absolutely love this song. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.